Hello everyone and welcome to the Artful Athlete podcast episode 70. Last week I shared with you my little periodontal surgery adventure and I just wanted to say thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to this little podcast as regularly as you have and thank you for your messages and feedback. I value them very much. Today I'm going to talk you through some of the things I have found beneficial uh, in my preparation for the surgery and so that I'd be able to come into the room ready and also feel good when coping with the aftermath. <laughs> so let's dive in. What to do to prepare yourself for periodontal surgery, tooth extraction, etc. The beauty of being able to book your surgery in advance, I find, is that it gives you time to prepare on all planes, mentally, emotionally, physically. You have the luxury of time even if it's short notice, in these few minutes, these few hours, these few days, you have room to come back to your body, to come back to yourself and get ready. So in my case, as soon as everything got confirmed, I tweaked a few things around my diet. I've mentioned in the past that I've been dominantly been following an anti-inflammatory diet for the past few years, and I kept this up. But on top of it, I also did a three-week clay milk treatment thing. I do not know what to call it. But clay is one of these things that have been used in, in medicine through the ages. And actually, it's still used today in cosmetology, but also in some medications too. So for three weeks, I'd put three grams of fine green clay in a glass of water, like a highball, so 250, 350 ml of water. And I'd give it a stir, cover it up with a lid and just leave it to soak overnight and drink it in the morning. During the first week, so week one, drinking just the water and leaving the sediment at the bottom. Week two, giving it a light stir and drinking the glass and roughly half the sediment that settles at the bottom. And week three, stirring it fully and drinking it whole. Now on week two and three, Piece of advice, make sure you add plenty of fibers to your diet to support your digestive system on top of this. The clay acts as a cooling agent. And once digested, the minerals and magical stuff it carries are broken down by the body and help lower the inflammation on a general scale. I took a break from it on the day of the surgery and I haven't done another one, but I'm going to do another round quite soon, actually, I think. Another thing I have added more of to my diet was uh, collagen. You see, in the cases of periodontal illness, gum diseases and uh, lots of other dental and periodontal issues, it makes sense to actually add a collagen supplement to your diet. Because under that external layer of gum that you see when you smile, you have a few other layers of tissue, including a layer of collagen. Now, We've got collagen everywhere in the body, in the muscles, in the tendons, the, the, the organs. It's, it's everywhere. Obviously, you have some in your bones too. So two weeks before the surgery, I started taking a powdered collagen supplement thing that you can put both in hot water, hot liquids and cold liquids. And I kept it up until two weeks after the surgery. It helps your body in the rebuilding process, the rebuilding of tissues, of bones. It just gives it a boost since it's a protein and you need protein to rebuild tissue. You'll also notice if you take collagen regularly for a certain amount of time 
that your nails and hair may grow faster during that period of time. Leading up to the surgery, I also started preparing meal ideas for after. Jaw operations, tooth extractions of all sorts, you're going to have swellings inside and outside the mouth. Also, chewing will be more limited for a while, and, and that's something I hadn't fully anticipated as much. But you're going to be tired for a few days. Prepping stuff in advance means you won't have to do much thinking, and you'll have stuff ready to go, which when you're feeling like all you want to do is to lie down and forget the world and just either sleep or read a book or just crash, you want to have things already ready so that you don't have to put in extra energy. So literally for me, the night before the surgery, I was still in my kitchen preparing portion bags of smoothies for both sweet and savoury cravings that I thought I could have. I had all my yogurts and my ice creams all lined up and ready. And if you follow me on Instagram, you might remember the ice cream recommendation poll in the stories. I still haven't found the cheddar cheese ice cream. So to all of you London peeps in the shops, keep your eyes open and let me know if you see it anywhere. Post-surgery, you're going to need to eat cold to help with the swellings. And ideally, you need as little food residue as possible. So I got myself some straws and I was also just blitzing everything and ate cold stuff for five days. Cold, frozen, milkshakey, smoothie-y kind of stuff. It contributed to help decrease the swelling inside a lot faster and then I'd use ice packs, which I would also recommend to store a few of in your freezer so that when you come home, yes, you will have been given some ideally by your surgeon, but you will also have spares and you can do rotations a lot faster. But between this external ice pack and the eating of cold frozen stuff, it really contributed to help decrease the swelling a lot faster. And after these five days, I was able to reintroduce warm food in the form of mash. <laughs> I'd stocked up on potatoes and vegetables and lentils and eggs and oats. And I just, yeah, I like to experiment in my kitchen. So it's incredible what you can do if you have a few veggies that you boil, you steam, you cook them, and then you add a mashed potato or two. If you have red coral lentils for extra protein, you can cook some on the side and then blitz the whole thing together and ta-da, you get a decent meal. And obviously you add all the seasoning that makes it even more flavorful. But it's just, you know, a great way of eating and still enjoying your food despite being in a uh, situation where, you know, you can't chew a lot. And sticking to fully blitzed and soft mushy food so no residue latches on to different stitches and threads inside the mouth. That's massively important. What else did I do food-wise? Um, vitamin D3, K2, actually, because vitamin D, you need it. Your body needs it for energy. And oh, also, in the smoothies I prepped, I was adding psyllium powder. When you undergo surgeries, because afterwards you have to take a lot of painkillers and you're not necessarily eating what you normally eat, so your digestive system can slow down and not be as happy as it used to. So adding uh, some extra fibres like psyllium powder, actually helps keep the digestion process flowing neatly. So that's more or less what happened on a nutritional level. On top of this, I also obviously did a lot of meditation, energy healing, jaw release and breath work. I know for a fact that the breathing techniques 
I've been using in my practice and when I go running played a key part in how well I handled the surgical experience because, well, health checkups and procedures can be stressful. Surgeries and illnesses are stressful. Treatments are stressful. All of this is stressful. And I'm yet to hear of someone to tell me that their trip to the dentist was a wonderful experience that qualifies as a breath of fresh air. Working on a nasal breath actively, consciously, helps to slow the mind, to relax the body. And when faced with tension and pain, going back to that practice you've built with these low and slow inhales and exhales, that's what keeps you present and keeps you safe. Safe to work with your body, with the situations at hand, with the tension and the stress. I've learned a lot from this experience overall, and I'm going to keep on learning when the laser treatment will start next year, and I know what to watch out for now. I'm writing down all the tasty mash and smoothie recipes I've been doing, and I'm going to dive into the wonderful world of juk and congee soon too. Extra protein and to spice it up with my mushy diet. I'm also going to keep on breathing, keep on releasing, keep on working with the right energies to heal from within peacefully. And I'm going to keep exploring to find more tricks and therapies to release the jaw and more ways to support myself through this process. And obviously, obviously, I'll be reporting back right here. If you have any questions, want to book an energy healing session, if you're curious about it, feel free to reach out and talk to me. I'll happily run you through what it does and how it's helpful and how it works. If you want a breath or a voice session, if you want to talk about your experience of managing jaw pain or need support in dealing with your own periodontal illness or with your own stress in going to the dentist or undergoing surgery, hit me up. All the links are in the episode description. Next week, what will we talk about next week? Well, I'll run you through some adjustments you can do to support yourself vocally after tooth loss, after jaw surgery and extractions, because all of these basically have an impact on your speech and on the airflow around the mouth. So some sounds that you're used to make are not going to sound the same way. So what can you do to adjust this so that you're not losing your articulation and so that you still keep your confidence and so that you can maintain your confidence and your smile when you're talking to someone. If you want to talk to me, you know the drill. Links are in the episode description. Otherwise, it's at S-E-G-O-V-S-C-H or at The Artful Athlete on Instagram or directly on my website, theartfulathlete.co.uk. Much love to you all and I'll speak to you soon. 